A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. This is episode 14 and today's episode is all about mimics. Sure is. First of all, we've got some good news. We can now see our reviews again. Apple have sorted it. We've got a review to read today. From Biscuit 65 great storytelling. Sarah tells a good spooky tale. She has just the right voice for it. Then mum and son discuss it and it's fun. The chemistry between the two really works. I love this new podcast. Suspend your belief. (laughs) Suspend your disbelief and enjoy a good ghost story. Thank you. Oh, that's really lovely. Thank you so much. And I also have a promo to share this week. This promo is from Spooky Island Radio. They are another paranormal podcast. Sit back and relax as Andy reads you spooky stories from the comfort of his log cabin on his very own Spooky Island. Episodes are uploaded every other week. Here's the promo. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family seen a spook, spectre or ghost? Well, if so... This might just be the podcast for you. Welcome to my spooky island. The wind whistles and the thunder crashes around my log cabin as every other Tuesday I talk about ghosts and all things spooky. So this is the call to arms. Go find me on Instagram at Spooky Island Radio or find me anywhere you can get your podcasts like Apple Music and Spotify. And that's Spooky Island Radio. See you soon. Over. So if you enjoyed what you just heard, I shall leave some links in the episode description to Spooky Island Radio Podcast. So I will leave a few links in there for Apple and Spotify, etc. 
Okay. I've not really done an introduction bit for this because there's not loads of information about mimics. But generally, what they do, in a nutshell, is mimic people that you that you know. So you might hear a voice, pretends it's your mum calls you, or a friend. You know, it's that kind of thing. Okay? Yep. So are you ready for the first story? Let's do it. To give you a little more insight about me, this story happened when I was about 14 years old. I was at my friend Emily's house. Since back then, I lived there for personal reasons. Anyway, it was about 1am and her parents were gone for the night at her grandma's house. We were watching horror movies and vegging out on snacks, like we usually would every weekend night. After our movie... I got up to wee and let her know I'd be back. She nodded before opening up her laptop to message her boyfriend at the time. As I walked down her barely lit hallway and came across the bathroom, I heard Emily's voice call out to me from her back porch that was on the right side of the hallway, which immediately struck me as odd because I never saw her leave the room or even walk past me. And why would she be outside anyway? Her voice called to me again, so I couldn't help but walk out to the back porch. It took a lot to scare me, so I wasn't bothered by this. Turned out to be the biggest mistake ever. A red flag should have went off right then and there when her voice became silent as I stepped onto the porch. I called her name softly, but she didn't reply. I called her name once more, but this time louder. And again, silence. I stepped off the porch onto the grass, looking into a wooded backyard, a little annoyed now, because at the time I figured she was trying to prank scare me, like she usually did. It was normal for her. But when I yelled her name again, a voice spoke. But it wasn't hers. It was another woman's voice. Help me, please. For the love of God, help me. I heard a woman scream. Okay, now I was officially freaked out. Because there was no one around for miles besides her one neighbour that lives a little ways into the woods. I found myself not being able to move. Curiosity, maybe. But the bushes started rustling. And what looked like a dog stepped out. My first thought was that it was her neighbour's dog that must have gotten out again because it had happened before. But when this thing stood up on its hind legs, it was about seven foot tall. That's when I really froze up. What the hell was this thing? I asked myself. I never met any human that's that tall in my entire life. When it started to stalk towards me, I eyed it carefully. It was walking kind of human-like, but wobbling like a baby taking its first steps. I found myself not being able to bolt out of there like I should have. I couldn't move. That is, until I heard the slider door being opened, and the real Emily's voice speak. Lana, what are you doing out here? I looked around my whole house for you. As soon as she finished her sentence, I bolted as fast as I could 
and pulled my friend inside before shutting the door and locking it while closing the blinds. I did this to every room, even the basement, locking windows included. All the while, Emily yelling at me, asking me what the hell was going on. I took her arm and raced into her room before slamming her door behind us. When she finally realised how terrified I was and how badly I was shaking, only then did she ask me, Jesus, Lana, what's the matter? You look like you've just seen a ghost. What the hell happened? She asks. I finally calmed down enough to begin telling her what I had encountered. But before I got the chance to fully explain what had happened, I heard extreme banging on my friend's window, which stunned us both and we both shot up at least ten foot in the air. I whispered, damn, when I realised I forgot to shut her blinds. I didn't have the heart to turn around, but when Emily's face went pale, I didn't have a choice but to look behind me. I really wish I hadn't. There that thing was, looking into our bedroom window. I couldn't even begin to explain what it looked like. All I can come up with is that his body was twisted like someone that had just been in a freakish car accident and it had fur, lots of it, and the eyes glowed much like a cat. A high-pitched noise escaped that thing's throat, making us not only cover our ears, but we both screamed as hard as our lungs would let us. I threw my friend on the floor before zooming into her parents' room to get her dad's forty-two rifle. But when I came back, the noise stopped, and that creature was gone. Emily was rocking back and forth, holding her knees close to her, shaking and crying hysterically. She'd seen its face as clear as I did, and the antlers that it happened to have. To say we were absolutely terrified would be a major understatement. The rest of the night, we had all the lights on in the house and we stayed huddled together in the living room with the rifle right under my legs. Finally, after what seemed like decades, the sun rose and her parents walked through the door. Almost instantly, her dad noticed our fear-stricken expressions and his gun under my legs. They sat down and softly asked us what had happened. When I explained it, they shared worried glances before announcing that we were moving. We never asked why. We were just happy to get the hell out of there. We moved that exact day to my family's vacation home in a very populated city with little to no trees. When my parents got home and we told them they had the same reaction and told me I could never go out after dark alone and to stay away from the wooded areas. Of course, I never questioned it. To this day, I don't know if it was a skinwalker that some people were leaving or if it was an imposter. What I do know, though, is that it was not human. Ooh, now that's weird. Yeah. Did that creep you out a little bit? Mm, well, not really, but if that was me, I like that way, that would be quite weird. Yeah. That would take that would be weird to process. 
process. If you, you if you can imagine that, say, oh, I guess what what's even creepier? I'm a bit, I've gone a bit um, wild on the tech this year, haven't I? In the in, um, Black Friday sale, because yeah. <laughs> we've now got a camera in the back, and I think it just gives me that bit of security, you know, yeah. when I'm here on my own from the ghosts and the ghouls. But imagine the back camera went off and you saw George out there or something and you knew that he was in his bedroom. I would just I would just wake up the whole house. <laughs> I would just shout as loud as I can. Imagine he was just staring into the camera going, Toby. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie. I would go. I would just go grab George. Yeah. Say, got something to explain. Tell me you didn't have a twin. <laughs> oh, you were, I thought you meant you go and grab him because he's bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> Get him to go and sort it out. <laughs> yeah, it's really creepy. I, I'm just trying to think if I've had any occasion. I mean, I've had that thing. Have you had it when you're sat in a room and you think somebody called your name mm. and you're like. Yeah, when you thought I called your name on the bus. Yeah, well, that was after the Skinwalker stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. And these, like, the mimics, they are quite similar, I think. Yeah, to the Skinwalkers. Yeah, yeah. I think, because I was a bit confused with that video you showed me ages ago. Remember the, mm. the guy yeah. when he's going really freaky in the field? Yeah. What was he saying? <gasps> that was it. <gasps> We're going to have to put a link to that. We'll try and find yeah. it and put a link in the podcast so that people can have a look. Because it is quite unnerving. I mean, it could obviously be a setup yeah. like Landor, and more than likely. But they got like spot on, didn't they? Yeah. Like to frighten people, you know. Like it's the way he stands as well. Mm. He's like standing still and he's just like, help, help me. Like yeah. he doesn't move or nothing. He's yeah. just standing there. Right, are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. This happened around eight years ago, but it's something I'll never forget. My grandpa told me never to speak of it, but if I don't get it off my chest, I don't think I'll ever be able to move on and live a normal life. My grandpa and I were travelling up to our holiday home in Shizuoka, Japan. As my parents were on a business trip, we were carrying on ahead of them and they would join us once they had returned. Our holiday home was in a very remote area. We didn't have any close neighbours and it was situated in a wood. I always enjoyed the vacation as it was close to a river with a waterfall which looked straight up to the Garden of Eve. My grandpa collected me at about 2pm and we began our approximate three-hour journey, which was heavily delayed due to a traffic incident on the road. Evening soon drew in, but we were only about halfway there. Eventually, it began to grow dark as we travelled along the windy roads, but we could now see the mountains, so knew we were close to home. The roads were surrounded by trees that met in the middle, so it felt like driving through an endless tunnel. It was unimaginably dark. A loud thud broke the silence as my grandpa had hit a rock in the middle of the road. 
It was like someone had put it there on purpose, in order to stop anyone travelling any further. The car began to smoke, and we later found out that it was because the clutch had become too hot. But it quickly became apparent that we were stuck. There was no hope of anyone passing us in this really remote area. We decided to stay the night in the car, as my grandpa admitted he was tired and wasn't great at driving at night. I was dead tired too, and soon began to nod off, after settling in for the night. I could hear my grandpa rustling around to get his pillow and find a flashlight. The next thing, I was being awoken by a scratching under the car. It sounded as if someone had a rock and was scratching it on the undercarriage. But as I was so tired, I tried to ignore it and go back to sleep. As my eyes scanned around outside, I caught a glimpse of a light and then saw my grandpa facing a tree and shining his spotlight at nothing in particular. Wondering if he'd also heard the scratching noise and was investigating, I was about to call him as I was a little freaked out, stuck out on this road, but then I noticed his neck. It was unusually long, with a strip of hair running down it. I started to panic and was looking around frantically when I saw my grandpa. This time, it was my grandpa, and he was huddled in blankets, fast asleep in the back of the car. I shook him awake and told him what I'd seen. I could tell he was trying to keep me calm by saying that I'd probably just imagined it being so tired, but I could see the look of fear in his eyes. A few minutes later and the scratching under the car started up again. The noises grew louder, and then something began thudding. It was like someone was smashing their hands against the car. My eyes filled with tears and went blurry, and I couldn't see properly. I was so frightened. Grandpa said it was probably a rabbit or a squirrel or something, but I could see he was now fully awake and on high alert. I begged him not to leave me as I was scared for him and I didn't want to be left alone. As soon as he opened the car door, the light that thing had been using came back on again and I could see the creature led on the floor with the flashlight pointing at our car. Then I heard the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. The thing started singing, but it was mimicking my mum's voice. It sounded disgusting and distorted, as if it was trying to be human, but just couldn't quite get the sound right. It sang for about a minute, and then the singing turned into a shriek. It was like a laugh and a cry at the same time. My grandpa jumped back into the driver's seat, and fortunately, it would now start. He looked terrified. I'd never seen him so scared, and we turned around and drove straight back home. He told me to forget everything that had happened and to pray every night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's weird. That's, that is weird. This story, I remember you showing it to me months and months ago. And it's really scary. So these things, obviously, they're transatlantic. So they go. But this this story, as it said, is based in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So there might be a chance we have mimics here in the UK. How? Well, if they're in Japan, yeah. and then we've got some in America, the chances are we're going to have mimics. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, you know. <laughs> when your mind starts going like ten to the dozen, and it starts over. What's the word I'm looking for? Once it over imagining things, and you're walking about on your own, mm. you can think of a, of a, a mimic. Because we don't have skinwalkers, but it's, it's really quite possible that we have mimics. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of a movie, like when you're scrolling through TikTok and they like they post clips on movies. Mm-hmm. But it, there was this one, and it was like, so the, like these people that they live in this town, like this small little town, and like it's like you know got them people that are kind of run the town, mm-hmm. and you have to be in like before like seven or eight o'clock, right? And because because there's these things that go out there and pretend to be a family, and obviously. There's this, this one, but there's people, there's this family in this big house, and then one time there's a little girl and she's like looking, she's like, here's her grandma, yeah, out the window, knocking like, at the window. Let me in, it's cold, and she was like, okay, I'll let you in. And then the mum and dad, they run and scream, and they yell. She, she opens it, and the grandma, yeah, she died. I did actually watch a few episodes of that and completely forgot about it. Did you watch all of it? Nah, I just watched a clip on TikTok. Oh no, it's quite good. Yeah, it's like them. They, they, yeah. yeah. And they stayed there. These people and they stayed in like a truck as well. Yeah, and they had an accident. Yeah, we won't say too much because people might want to watch it. We'll try and find out what the name is Mm. and put a link in the podcast description. Yes. Right. Are you ready? For the third and final story. Yes, I am. Mac would occasionally go solitary camping to be at one with nature and enjoy the peace and tranquility. He was also a gun enthusiast, so always felt quite safe when camping alone, and he felt he could deal with any threat. One morning, and on a whim, he packed all of his camping gear, guns and provisions, and set off to a vast area of land close to the Kisachi National Forest in south-central Louisiana. 
that was owned by a friend of his. It was an especially remote area, and he liked to go quite deep into the woods and was heading to a spot that he was familiar with. It was now late afternoon, and after spending some time setting up camp in the usual small clearing, he could hear movement in the woods. He thought it was an animal at first, but as he looked up from his cooking, he saw a man several yards from him, approaching through the trees. Mac knew to be cautious when out in the wilderness, as most people were armed. He'd normally have a little chat and possibly share some food and try and find out what they were up to, but he always kept his guard up as you never knew who you might meet out in the woods. Mac's hackles were immediately raised though on this occasion, as he knew he was the only person who had permission to be out on this stretch of land, and the guy was so inappropriately dressed with a white t-shirt, blue shorts and white sneakers. It was early fall in Louisiana, so still quite hot, and with mosquitoes, ticks and other biting insects, most people wouldn't venture into this particular wilderness at that time of year with their skin exposed. Mac assumed there must be something wrong and called out to the stranger. Hey there, do you need some help or something? But the guy kept coming, staring directly at him and not skipping a beat. Becoming really uneasy, Mac got to his feet. The distance between them was closing rapidly. Hey man, can I help you with something or what? Still staring Mac directly in the eye, The man says, help me, but it didn't sound right. It was as if the guy couldn't speak and was practising, trying to get the sound right. He'd now stopped about 20 feet in front of Mac and once again said, help me, never breaking eye contact. Being that close, Mac realised something was really wrong. Pitch was way off and it sounded like a recording of a female's voice. It was like the guy was lip syncing, but he was out of sync. There was no real muscle movement, like he was just opening and closing his mouth and the voice came out. Instinct took over and Mac pulled out his gun. You need to go. I don't care what you want. Feeling really freaked out, Mac discharged around in the ground in front of him. And this is when things got really weird. The guy then started effortlessly back-flipping away. It was like he was being pulled back into the forest by an invisible force. And then it was as if he'd never been there. Mac is a stoic kind of person, not easily spooked, and continued to stay there for the night and the next night. He did, however, think that he heard a gunshot one morning and it sounded exactly like his 45. And later, when relaying this story, he said it was as if the thing had heard a woman's voice and mimicked it like a parrot. Obviously, he couldn't be sure about the gunshot as there are hunters in the general area, but he thought he'd heard it on his way out of the forest too. He's since been back and nothing out of the ordinary has happened.
Flipping heck. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like have, you know, it's really visceral, that description of like somebody backflipping away from you. I can really imagine it. Mm. Like, I love camping. I really do. But saying that, I haven't been for years because I'm getting a bit mad. I can deal with it. But <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, because it is quite freaky anyway. Like... You didn't, obviously, you don't go out hiking. That I'm not saying, obviously, people your age do go out hiking. But you don't go out walking a lot, do you, at the moment? Apart from when you get lost and you do it accidentally. Um, but when I'm out hiking, it sometimes does freak me out to be somewhere quite remote and see other people. Now, I don't know if that's just because generally I don't like people. <laughs> that is a joke it's just sometimes <laughs> or you know I just like I can feel quite unnerved you know mm. if there are people around and I think they're acting suspiciously which because I watch loads of true crime everybody's acting suspiciously um, it does freak me out now to see somebody just like in the middle of nowhere you know they're not meant to be there they're dressed so inappropriately with just a t-shirt on and stuff and then like hurtling towards you without any expression Mm. that is scary ass yeah like that's literally happened in Bristol as well with the gimp yeah yeah people actually seen that before I've seen it but nothing really happened yeah I don't think I thought he chased me one time because me me and my my mate was on the bike nosy Mm -hmm. I think it was a nosy and we're and we're just riding I'm like on the path yeah I'm like stopped and he's down there and I hear like just just running steps like behind me really fast I'm like nah mm. I, just, I just start pedaling mm. I was going and like yeah I've seen the, if you if you're from here and you would know about it and you've seen it on the news yeah we did sort of he talk got about it and mm. yeah there's a video it was weird it is weird I did one of and he, yeah he asked someone for a cigarette and he was like he asked someone for a cigarette and he's ripped it in front of them. And didn't he start crawling towards them? Because we did briefly talk about it on one of the other episodes, but I can't remember which one. And I put a link on there, and I think it's just to the newspaper, but I did watch a video where it was two young lads, wasn't it? And they'd come out to the pub or something, and they were kind of talking to him. Yeah, in Cleveland. He yeah. Was, he, was, he was on the floor. Yeah. On the floor, called, like... Like we're moving around, just rolling around in dirt, and got up. And mm. he, apparently, he's like some farmer, some crazy farmer, and he got put on house arrest. Oh right. And so he didn't get arrested. It's weird. Like mental it's weird health to think issues. Like out there like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it takes all sorts, my dear. All mm-hmm. sorts, indeed. Not that I want to see him, <laughs> but I can't <laughs> lie. If I saw him, I, I, I don't know. No. Like, just if he's run. sprinting up to me, I'm going to run. If yeah. he's just stood there... I'd still prefer you just, like, <laughs> run, you know? Because me, I, I was hitting the bush before with my mate as well. And, like, we've, we're hitting the bush and, like, we're being quiet, dead silence, and we just hear, like, just footsteps because there's an mm-hmm. alleyway right here. We're hitting, like, a circle of bushes. We're hitting there. We're looking out. And we see something walk because it's got the... The street light on as well, and it's mm-hmm. something just appears underneath the street light, and he's just standing there like this, with his arms really wide oh. out. Mm. 
Talking of which, Auntie Rachel reminded me of this story the other day. When we were young, in the house where all, all the funny stuff happens, spooky stuff, um, the house wasn't haunted. But anyway, when we were in that childhood home, there used to be something that walked along our alleyway. So I'm saying alleyway is so is a alleyway in between the two houses and our rooms went above it, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, so they sort of jutted above the alleyway and over it. And we used to hear high heels in there. And it wasn't Nanny, she never wore high heels. Mm. But, and they actually saying that it wasn't... Yeah, I was going to say it was mostly when she was at work, but I think it was. And we could hear these high heels and they'd come all the way up our little dead-end street and we could hear them walking in front of our house and through the alleyway. And, yeah, we never knew what it was. But creepy. It's like, oh, the high heels are out again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Yep. Thank you for listening, everyone. Please listen to the next one. Yeah, and if you have any spooky stories you want us to share... You can email them to the Whispering Woods podcast at gmail.com as we'd love to share some reader stories. Another reminder that we've got a special coming out on Friday, Christmas Eve. It's only a short um, episode, but it is a Victorian spooky tale. Um, So we'll catch you then. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.